For sure. We are rolling, rolling, rolling. Are you going to cut that bit out? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, that's probably more editing than we used to. Okay. Welcome to Karl Marx Does a Washing Up, where we ponder ludicrous metaphysical nonsense in the time it takes to make five Tesco's basic microwave meals. Which is around 21 minutes. Yeah, maybe. We'll, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> Inshallah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Elias Kassam. Uh, I'm Shaitali. And today, today, what do you... I think you've got something for us. I do. So it's a quote. It's from this book that I'm reading at the moment. The book is entitled A Concise Chinese-English Dictionary for Lovers. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, I mean, I definitely recommend it to people. Or, you know, if they don't want to read it, they can obviously just listen to our podcast because this is the best quote from it. Are you ready? Home is everything. Home is not sex, but also about it. Home is not a delicious meal, but also about it. Home is not a lighted bedroom, but is also about it. Home is not a hot bath in the winter, but it's also about it. Okay. So like, the reason why I found that so fascinating... Home, yeah, I like that. Uh, because that's saying that home is something that provides you with comfort. Like, that's, that's, the, like, that's the ultimate statement. The ultimate. Sex is sex a curse. Sex is not a notion of comfort, is it? I think it can be if it's with, like, a loved one. Yeah. Okay. I guess the, like, archetypally or how it comes in your head is quite, like, you know, intimacy or cuddling or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Comfort and sex is something more... um, More animalistic. Yeah, adrenal. Yeah, but I still think... I think sex with a loved one is very comforting. Yeah, I guess so. Especially if it's in, like, the bed that you share. I think that's still quite an intimate thing rather than adrenal. Yeah, yeah. I guess the bed is something. I think it's also the idea of... Bed because well you yeah yeah finding home yeah in someone else right yeah exactly so that okay so that's the thing so that's really what I want to talk about actually so what is home is it somebody else or is it yourself or is it like the four walls that you spend most of your life in I think I think the notion of home is like basically a space whatever yeah. that may be yeah in which you feel um, where you belong or where you came from yeah. A notion that you kind of uh, feel grounded. You feel grounded in that space. And you might feel that within a person, within a space, yeah. within a country. Um, and I think because you're grown up in a certain area, and then due to that area you have like the food, you have all these sort of circumstances, then those are like you consider the grounding. And when you feel so distant from it, you feel the absence of that grounding. Yeah, so, so, like, so a couple of things... So is that why you know when, when people move to a different country, they often try and replicate what was in that previous country in terms of food, and you know living next to people who were also from that country. Yeah, I mean, there's a relatability. Yeah. to it, right? Like you, yeah, feel yeah. like you can connect to things that you're related to, right? Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, I think like you just you crave that comfort. Um, don't yeah. No, so I agree with that, and also, do I you ever? Yeah. So I just think. Sorry, what were you do you ever do that when you're traveling? When you go away? Yeah, yeah all like... the time I try and find a Hindu temple just to find some, but it might be grounding, maybe just to find something that I can relate to on a deeper level. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I never do that, I don't think. Really? I'm like, I always want to be immersed in that place. So I really like immersing myself in other culture, but I also want to see how my culture exists in that culture. So I went to like a Hindu temple in New Orleans and it was just, it was just bonkers. Like there was like, Mardi Gras paraphernalia everywhere within this Hindu temple. But I love the fact that this Hindu temple 
had embraced this New Orleans culture and New Orleans had kind of embraced this Hindu temple. But does but does that does that like does that space represent something like homely to you? Or is it just something yeah, yeah. quite foreign? So it represented something homely to me because I didn't encounter many brown people on my trip. Uh, and I felt like a bit of, like, because people, because I had this British accent and I'm quite fair-skinned, people people maybe thought I was, people thought I was Mexican, people thought I was like Spanish or Turkish or something, or Israeli. I kind of maybe had a little bit of loss of my Indian identity. So I went to this Hindu temple to, just to be around some Indian people and maybe speak a bit of like Gujarati and eat some Indian food. Okay. And I thought the temple would be the best place to go for that. And you actually, that's because you were missing. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, well, also, yeah, I it wasn't just, just exploring what, what no, this looks like. Wait, well, I was, on some level, it was exploring what it looks like, but on some level, I was also missing home. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. But like, also, you weren't there for that long. Right? Yeah, but I was and living a very... That, so I was only there for three weeks, but it was, it was a very chaotic three weeks. Like, I hadn't booked anywhere to stay. So I was like on Tinder, and I met this girl, and I was living with her for a week, and then... Went to live with another girl for two weeks, and it was just a very chaotic existence. Was because it's like are the we city... pretending to be enlightened beings? Can we be telling? Can <laughs> we go on Tinder? Yeah, but this was like get accommodation. Wait, wait, this was two years ago though. I was, I was only enlightened one year ago. Okay, when yeah, we started yeah. the podcast. Okay, you are forgiven. Yeah, <laughs> absolved of your sins. Yeah, but it, no. So, so the point of this story is sorry that I was living outside of a suitcase in unfamiliar surroundings, uh, and I lost a sense of home. And it really made me think about what is home. Because initially I thought home was maybe just myself. But I think it's something more than that. Okay. Do you, do you feel like you do the opposite? Like when you're in London, near your home, do, yeah, the, home, do you do the opposite? Like you try and like live more out of a suitcase or shift out, away from the yeah, home? Yeah, or like yeah, you yeah. go to more? Yeah, for sure. Because in London I think I'm very confident that home is myself. But I think when I was traveling... I didn't find, I didn't think that home was... So maybe it's just this quest for balance between the familiar and the unfamiliar. Yeah, so, right? okay, so, so you want that middle point yeah. wherever you are. Yeah. And so when you're in your home country, you go away from home because yeah. it feels too familiar. And then when you go to an unfamiliar place, you look for the familiarity because it feels too unfamiliar. Or no? No, I think there's a lot of truth in that. But I don't, I don't know if you, that's something that you ascribe to as well. Or if um, something that our listeners may ascribe to. I feel like maybe as I've got uh, got older, the notion of home maybe seems... I, I realise that I've always thought of myself as an adventurous person who goes out to different places and tries to explore things. But as I'm getting older, I'm realising actually I like the comfort of like my normal... Yeah, but also I think that's because we like creating new memories within the space that we already exist in. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of people try and create new memories in new spaces. Whereas we're really looking to... We're really um, looking for... Well, I think, I think so. I think, yeah, I guess, I guess home has a lot to do with family as well for me. It's just like where my family are. And being... Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm scared to be too far from my family. I don't know what... That's well, that's the historical thing, isn't it? That home is where your mother is. Yeah. So Okay, so yeah. I, I do think that that's actually a really apt definition of home. Like, home is where the mother is. But I think the mother can mean something other than... Your the, actual mother. Your actual mother. There can be the maternal force or whatever. So yeah. for me, there's like there's like a ethereal mother, and then there's like a sort of you know uh, natural mother, mm. right? And then there's mum. Yeah, <laughs> right. Mummy, mummy. So I think the ground, yeah. just the earth. Like I feel really kind of in a sense more at home. Like I've really gone to a place that I belong when I just go into nature. Yeah, but I so I, I so my counter argument to that is I think it's actually specific parts of nature. So I think it's like your back garden. 
or like Hyde Park. I think it's places that you frequent as much as you frequent home. Like I think if you went to a new nature, I don't know if you'd still get that no, same I think, no, sense I think of grounding. I get, I get that in new nature. Actually more so because like Hyde Park's too close to the chaos. <laughs> but every time, you know, like the places I felt most at home were, you know, when I was in India and yes, uh, I went to these like, you know, just into the mountains. When I was in Spain recently, went to the mountains. And... So, okay, so that, so, so it's quite funny. I didn't find, I didn't feel that at home in India, actually. But I think that's because I was in the midst of chaos. I think in Spain, but I think in, in two... India, you went to the mountains, right? So maybe home is solitude. But no, but I think there's, there's three different homes and they're not all satisfied. So one is like an ethereal home, which What's means it? you're yeah, connecting yeah, yeah. to some like spiritual force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? One is like a sort of, um, like an ecological uh, home, like yeah. connecting to just that the thing which we're born from, the flesh. Yeah, the flesh yeah. is born from the from the roots of this earth, and then there's they're just being shot out of your mother's womb. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah, if but, you want to be close to that that physical yeah, space, yeah. I think there's maybe something kind of you know sexual about it. Like, not sexual, but like you want to be close to the physical space from which you entered this world. And yeah, there's, maybe there's, a, there's like there's a, level a spiritual of comfort, version, yeah, of that, yeah. an ecological version. And yeah, yeah. So that's okay. That's really fascinating to me because none of those three things really involve four walls. No, no, no. So you could be homeless in a literal sense of the word, but still feel very much at home. Yeah, I mean, I've actually met a lot of people who are homeless. Yeah, but they but they say that I live in Soho. Like they speak. Yeah, they, they, speak they really so is their Soho home, is right? their home. Yeah, they're houseless. They're not really homeless. Yeah, so I think that's the definition that that's the difference that I really want to explore. That the difference between homelessness and houselessness. <laughs> or maybe the difference between the three levels of home. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think... I don't know. Do these, do these resonate with you, those kind of three ideas? I think definitely, obviously, I think home being the mother, like where my mother, my, my yeah. actual mother is, definitely. I think that resonates with a lot of people who have had maybe a happy upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still close with their parents or whatever. I think the spiritual one does resonate with me. As well, because maybe that's why I went to that Hindu temple in New Orleans. Okay. But it, did you go for because you wanted to be like close to God or your your kind of archetypal familiar archetypal concept of God, or was it because you wanted to see the same sort of people that you see well, doing th- the same sort of rituals? Well, I think is both. Like even if that temple was empty, I was still happy to pray. It was just an added bonus that there were other Indians there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So those are like two levels of home. Right? Yeah, yeah. Two homes, and then the other one with about with about nature. Yeah. I don't. I mean, that could maybe be my nature. Maybe my bed, and I feel like maybe my bed is my. I can maybe relate to it on that level. Yeah, I definitely feel like I, I love this idea of like. I I do like coming home to something. Like I like having a space that I frequent mm. regularly. So mm. I'll be like. At the end of the day, I'm going home, whatever that is. And yeah. even if I'm in another country, yeah. like that I have a base in like, it's in like a hotel or an Airbnb or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like, I create that space, that temporary yeah, space yeah. that's just... And it has like kind of your scent. Yeah, yeah, it does. It has your energy. Like, yeah, your energy. And you feel that's comfortable way, in your yeah. own energy. Yeah. So that, okay, so this leads me to that question where can home be another person? I, I think so. I think maybe especially if you're like been very intimate with somebody yeah. that... Um, in a way, you begin to identify, you know, like people say she's my better half or whatever, or like yeah. that you've actually, you, your identity shift to becoming 
half a person connected to the other half of the yeah. person, yeah. right? Then when you're separated from that, you feel this kind of as if something's not there because well, there's that thing, isn't it? Like you know, like my because my father's ill, he doesn't work, and when my mum goes to work, he like really misses her, and he like, he kind of says that you know, like the home is not the same without her, right? Mm. Or like the home is not the same now that I've moved out. Yeah, yeah. Or like I moved out like ten years ago, but they're still like, you know, we miss you. Like home is not the same with you not there. And it is maybe, it's like this energy. Maybe it is just yeah. this, and maybe it is more about the people than the actual space. But I think there's, in a sense, a four walls to that. Like, so I feel like there's, uh, so it's not a brick and it's not a brick and mortar walls, but there's a sudden. So like, for me, family, there's a home to the family. But if like my sister's not there and it's just me and my fam parents, yeah. something doesn't feel like right. quite right. It's yeah. not like it's not home. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's you know, house plus. Yeah. But it just like so there would inevitably come a time when one member of the family dies. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that I guess that's scary. So that is that what? And then so does home not exist anymore? Well, or think, does home just become something else? Because like what I find fascinating about home is that it's just so it's just in a constant state of shift. Well, like, I don't think what's home for me last year is home for me today. Yeah. Or even maybe, but is that just because we move around a lot, like, or is that as in, like, you know, we're not always renting the same apartment? We're always like shifting. And... Well, so the point is that I think we're still as nomadic as our ancestors were. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. How long ago? Like, I'm talking like since, like, you know, when shepherds used to go from place to place or whatever. I think we're still just as nomadic, but maybe it's a more of a mental shift rather than a physical shift. Oh, so we're like nomadic in our philosophies and ways of thinking. Yeah, and that's why our concept of home is constantly changing. And yeah. maybe that's why some people feel so lost. But I think that's true because, like, especially with like you know postmodernism and yeah. this like democratization of knowledge. Yeah. Then we don't have like very specific um, kind of you know epistemologies that have been, have been handed down through generations. Right. Yeah. When you live in one cult country or one culture you have this very clear line of epistemology that's been handed down. Yeah. Right? Whereas now, yeah, now we just, like, jump between different things. Yeah, yeah. And I do feel that. Like, I find this for myself. I can kind of entertain any philosophical idea temporarily. But not But then it's like, where, where, where's, where's my ass located? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's true, right? I think, I think, like, the what is home question is really, like, the key question that people need to really answer and I just, I just don't know if I have an answer to it. What, 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 what is the question? What is home? What is home, yeah. And I think a lot, of, a lot of my intimacy issues and stuff like that, or my questions around what love is, comes from my inability to find what home is. Really? Yeah, I think so. So you, you, you don't have... Okay. So why are you looking for home in the other person? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, that feeling that we talk about, that feeling that's right, like, you know... This feeling that's right on so many levels. I think it's feeling home in another person. Oh, wow. Feeling yeah. at home in another person. Yeah. But that might be based on this theory that, comfort. you know, home is just comfort, right? Yeah. So do you think, do you think some, a, a member of your family has to die in order for you to, like, actually find this home? Because there's nothing under... There's no necessity because home exists, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, for so us, I, home exists, right? Before yeah. we lose someone. So I completely agree with that. I think maybe... The reason I'm not putting all of my energy into finding home is because it already exists with the family. Yeah, I think I, I think I resonate with that as well. Yeah, I think that 
also a notion of kind of just endless unconditional love. Yeah, is 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 there? Like I have that that source. Yeah, Do I really need it, and I don't feel there's this absence. And it, and I think that the thing that's shown it to me is that I've had some uh, friends who've whose family members have passed away, and then they've kind of like they've kind of lost some love for their partner. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, because they, you know, they had this unconditional love from their parents that maybe they ended up marrying someone that wasn't who they found home with. And when they lost that unconditional love from their parents because their parents died, they then looked for it in this partner, but they didn't receive it because okay. they didn't feel at home in them. Oh, that's interesting. I always thought it's just that the process of grief is very difficult and they don't know as a couple how to navigate it. Yeah, but I think... I, well, I do agree that grief is a very complex process. But I think if you're... But that, but that does make I think, it, yeah. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Yeah, but it's I also, know, I, like, I mean, I do like to extrapolate on one example and apply it to, like, everything. everything. Yeah, 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 but, like, what else do we do? Universal to the particular, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. This woman, Chinese dictionary of uh, lovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it. Got it exactly right. It's like it's all. It's about all these things, but it's none of these things. Yeah, yeah I, think, exactly. I think everybody really understands what home is. It's just this sort of kind of Semantics. ethereal em- energy that we yeah. can't quite explain. But there's certain like aesthetics that just shift us into this space. So just yeah. the home of having, you know, your mum's curry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can be anywhere in the world, and you have this this curry yeah. and. You're not home, but you're home. Yeah, but so my issue with that is well, like the, I just I think that's just conditioned, right? I like grew up my whole life, like for the first eighteen years of my life, I must have eaten my mum's curry like two or three times a week, right? So, so I don't really associate that with home. I think that's just something I'm used to, and it provides comfort to me because it reminds me of my childhood. But I don't think that's home. Yeah, but so is is home conditioned, or is home something? Are you saying home is an innate thing? That, yeah. like, it transcends, like... It transcends everything. Yeah. It transcends conditioning. Right? So yeah. we'll always have a hope. But I think it's really hard. Then, that for me, that alludes much more to the spiritual idea of home. Yeah. Because I don't think... I think all these ideas of what we can every day consider as home, they're all conditioned, right? They're all, like, things that have been... Yeah, yeah, for sure. ...to us. But I think they're, like, they're sort of, um, you know, the association... Uh, it's associative thinking, right? Whatever. So you're given something, this feeling of love and comfort and generosity, and that is presented alongside a bowl of noodles. So then you associate <laughs> yeah, the noodles yeah, with sorry, love, with comfort, and generosity. Yeah, yeah. So when you eat the noodles 10 years later in you, another country... Yeah, you're really thinking of that love and yeah, generosity. Yeah, love and generosity. Yeah. No, so I do agree with that sentiment. So then it creates this kind of like home around you. Yeah. But... But I think I did, I did realize this a while ago that actually, um, I think maybe it is like going into nature or whatever. It's quite a profound realization saying that like, if I'm in another place, I can just go somewhere yeah. and just find home because yeah. from a spirit, I think there's a religion or faith uh, aspect in it. Yeah. Like, and 
I guess it does also come down to certain aesthetics, like having certain rituals and yeah. just being able to say, Ya Ali, Ya Allah, Ya Muhammad. Yeah. Like, or med- in any or space. Or just meditating in any space, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you can just get to that. Yeah, and I, I do think it's like this sense of grounding. Mm. I think that's what it is. But all, all, no, sorry. It's like a sense of grounding, but also it's a way to alleviate fear. Like you're in a new space, but you kind of make it an old space by doing a chant or by meditating or doing what you would do in your normal space yeah well you're building right you're actually like creating the structure like you're building your home right yeah you're just like this is an unfamiliar place let me build my home around it so yeah. you start doing these rituals that kind of start the wall start building up around you. yeah so i think the way i wanted to go with this as well is when you're so the correlation between being mentally impaired and homelessness. Oh, shit. Uh, mentally impaired and homelessness. Yeah. So what, I mean, what's... Because, so, like, from working in mental health, like, most of my patients are homeless. Yeah. But do they... I don't know how... I mean, I think that's... They've just been ostracized, or they don't know how to... F- like, uh, society doesn't make space for them or accommodate them, yeah, but... right? It's not... Yeah, but based on our theory, though, they're like they're just creating home in a different way than we are. So, how do they create home? By are you saying they create home in these houseless yeah. places? In these houseless places, yeah, yeah. So I don't. But really... do you think they actually they, they actually go to those places because that feels more like home to them than other places? Yeah, I think so. Like oh, in really? those same people oh, okay. that are homeless in Soho. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's okay because at because at home, yeah, they don't feel at home. Yeah. Because maybe they haven't been given the love and kindness and anything yeah. like that. And I think part of it is like, uh, no, because, sorry, the point is that a lot of them don't see themselves as homeless. Even though they're sleeping on the street, they still don't see themselves as homeless. It comes okay. down to what you said, like, that, you know, so is my home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah and when you true. offer them housing, they don't want the housing. They okay. want to be on the street. Yeah. And maybe that's that sort of spiritual thing that you were talking about, but in a different, manifested in a different way. But I think also, I think when we say that, you know, we have been given a lot of, like, love and stuff because mm. we've been very fortunate from where we've been growing up. If yeah. you don't have that, and I think also if you have mental issues, yeah. it's, like, that causes conflict with the family a lot of the time, right? Yeah, but, uh, sorry, a lot of, a lot of diagnostics that we use, um, in addition to people hearing voices and living, is them living a life in a certain way. And, you know, if someone's homeless and they don't want to be housed... A lot of people are like, this person's mental, we should be giving them medication, because they should want to be housed. Okay. So I think, even though you know, we, we, we agree on the idea that home is something more spiritual, I think wider society doesn't see it in that way. Yeah, definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. And I wonder if even any of our listeners see it yeah. in that way. I'm, I'm also not sure how much we even see it in that way, even, <laughs> though, even though we do see it in that way. Like, yeah, because, because we have I a think, home, right? Yeah, and yeah. we're very fortunate to have this. But yeah, like, yeah. I'm not saying I want a spiritual place and live on the streets, <laughs> right? I still want the four walls. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, we're yeah. Saying it's home <laughs> in the four walls, but yeah, yeah. I'm quite, I'm quite grateful for the four walls that we have. Yeah, but you're saying the majority. Are you saying majority of homeless people who are also mentally ill, like don't actually they actually want to live on the street? Yeah, yeah. A lot of my patients oh, reject housing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's. And and you think that's that's not just that's you don't see that as a like a mental illness in itself or a mental def 
Like you're seeing it, you actually think that they're yeah, yeah. tapping into some deeper desire. Yeah. they really want yeah. their true self. But also, I mean, that maybe that might explain why I'm terrible at my job and my patients don't get better. Because I'm like, I agree with what you're saying. You don't need a home. But maybe they really do need a home so that they can take their medication regularly. But then, but then in your job, you, you take steps to give them a home. Yeah. Yeah, but then... So but that's against how you really feel. Yeah, yeah, but they're, no, but they're well within their rights to say that they want their then home, and if they say no, then we support that decision as well. Yeah, okay. And you think that's a good way to like we should that should be kept that way, it shouldn't? Yeah, like I think. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I think like society is full of restrictive practices, and if someone wants to live in a way that's different to society, like, yeah, let them. Try I think it. there are definitely, and sometimes a lot of things people are like considered mentally ill just because they live outside of a yeah, framework yeah. of the na- normal yeah. philosophy of, yeah. of the time or whatever. Yeah, and so that's why I find home so fascinating, because I think uh, regardless of a lot of like your belief in like religion or anything like that, most people do have the same concept of home. It seems to be something that transcends a lot of culture and religion and belief. And the only time I've really met people who think very differently to me are the mentally um, or people who we consider to be mentally unwell. Okay. So what would you say is the definition of home? Of home. Or is it just it's non-definable? I think it's, it's everything. Everything. Yeah, it's everything. And nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why, what do you think home is? Yeah, I guess, I guess the, what we started with yeah. was pretty good. I don't, know, I don't yeah. know if we've really got any further than yeah, yeah, what we started true. with. Uh, it's about dumplings, but not about dumplings. So it's really funny. So I told someone that this book is literally just a podcast, but way more succinct. And they thought it was hilarious that a book would be more succinct than our podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Also, because like uh, they, it's there's no propositions right in that book. Yeah, well, also it's like seven hundred pages long, and I'm saying that this book, that's seven hundred pages, is more succinct. It's more concise than our podcast, which is only twenty one minutes. Yeah, what does that say about it? What does exactly? What does it say about you guys listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Also, don't read that book because then you'll have no reason to listen to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we can't have we can't have built in obsolescence into our own into our own. No, but products. it's true humility. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. And people are attracted to humility. What, what's, uh, yeah, what stands the test of time more so than something that combusts within its time? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wake up in the morning and just really hacking down the walls. Home is not a war. Home yeah, is yeah, not yeah, 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 yeah. Home is a feeling. <laughs> oh yeah. Having said that, I'm also staying here tonight. Is that, yeah, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 good. This is your real home. Yeah. <laughs> where you are. That's yeah, it. That's where it. you are. Where we home. podcast is where where home is. Yeah, yeah home okay. is where we podcast. I can't believe it's oh, it fucking. I can't believe it took us twenty seven minutes to say home is literally where we podcast. Yeah. Oh man. And then home is where you listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Boom.